0: So as a way to open up, um, just some interaction from you guys, what what comes to mind, first of all, when I talk about the World Trade Center? What's the first thing that comes to mind? Dane? 9-11? So as it's just, we see this, the World Trade Center, like, that's what we think of it. What else was it? And I was just thinking through it a little bit. I don't know what else was it. So I looked up a little bit. It was started like during the late 1940s and 1950s, economic growth in the New York City was concentrated in midtown Manhattan. So uh, David Rockefeller suggested to stimulate urban renewal in lower Manhattan. He uh, put forth to the port authority to build the World Trade Center. And it was a place where there were some a police desks in there. And, uh, one building was used. It was a hotel and office offices. So, just as a way of illustration, like how how one event can happen, and that's kind of what first comes to mind. So, just as far as Noah, when I when I say that, what is the first thing that comes to mind when I speak of Noah about the Bible? Flood. Yeah, the flood and the ark. And that's usually what always comes to mind when we think of Noah. And that was my first thought. So through, in this study, I just really want to broaden that a little bit. What, why, what, why did the flood happen? What was going on at that time that God sent a flood to purge the earth of the wickedness? And what, what set Noah apart? Why is he in the hall of faith? So that's kind of the introduction. And I really want you to, to keep that in mind as we're going through uh, Hebrews eleven seven. So just keep that in mind as we're going through it. If you would turn to Hebrews 11, and we'll start there. I'll read verses uh, 1 through 7, but the By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So kind of as we dive into it, the first, I want to, by faith, Noah. So I want to take a look at Noah. What was the context going on in that? So if you would with me, if... Uh, We'll be flipping a little bit back between Hebrews 11 and Genesis. So just keep your finger there and uh, flip back to Genesis 6. So we'll read verses 5 through 7. So just so we're understanding why who Noah was, and that's the first thing on there. Who who was Noah? Why is he in the, the hall of faith? So uh, Genesis six, five. The Lord saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thought of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. So the Lord said. I will blot out man whom I have created from the face of the land, man and animals and creeping things and birds of the heaven, for I am sorry that I have made them. And this is the context of of this, of Noah. Before you have the genealogy, the fathers of fathers and sons, and then how man has corrupted um, only evil continually. That was their intent, thought of their hearts. And that is why God uh, the author personification of God that he was sorry that he had made them. This is what was going on at the time that Noah lived. So where is the hope? God is God is sorry that he has made man. So then we look at the next verse. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. How, who was this man that found favor in the sight of the Lord? Then we go on. In verse 9 it says, These are the generations of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. Noah walked with God. And Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. This is who Noah was. He was a righteous man. He was blameless. And he walked with God. So now, if you look back at Hebrews 11, the next uh, section is being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen. Okay, what are these events? And this just wasn't being warned. He was told by God. Of these events. So if you flip back to Genesis 6, we'll look at verses 11 through 13. And it says Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. And God saw the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all the flesh had corrupted their way on the earth. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of all the flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them behold i will destroy them with the earth this is this is the event this is what god warned noah of and then in verse 14 it says make yourself an ark of gopher wood make rooms in the ark and cover it inside and outside with pitch and then he goes on and gives dimensions of how uh, how big to build it Noah was a man who who respected God, stood in awe of God, in reverent fear. um, If we look back to Hebrews 11, it says, In reverent fear constructed an ark for the saving of his household. in reverent fear moved by fear had a right standing of god he he was he saw himself as he truly was a sinner and that need for salvation in this this Verse, these verses here, uh, concerning events as yet unseen, should bring back to bring back mind verse 1, which is, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Noah was a righteous man, like we saw Abel was in verse 4. He walked with God, as it says in Genesis 6 there, as did uh, Enoch. So what is, what is emphasized of Noah in this? It, it was a, God announced to him something unprecedented, like a flood that would fill the earth, that he would destroy it with a flood. They hadn't had a flood to this size. The, the whole earth was covered, the tallest mountains were covered by 25 feet of water. That was how close it was. The whole earth was just in turmoil. But Noah, being commanded, being warned by God, being told that he was going to cause great destruction, he took him at his word and showed that he did, he believed him, and that he prepared that ark. But it, it doesn't sound like, to prepare an ark, build an ark, how shipbuilding I don't know what that entails now, but um, I don't, couldn't have imagined what it would have been then. One thing, too, is Noah was 500 years old at that time when God commanded him to build the ark. It wasn't until 100 years later that he completed that ark. 100 years of daily working on this, building on this and constructing it. I wonder how much ridicule he got of impossibility, like a flood that would cover the earth, that we would be destroyed. How much ridicule. Expressions of, like we have expressions of impossibility today. Like we say like, when pigs fly, that'll happen. Or just looking up some other ones, like raining cats and dogs, just an expression, like it's raining a bunch out there. When hell freezes over, that'll happen. When it rains upwards, when the rooster lays the egg, what if these actually happen? Just, just exp- our expressions of impossibility. But Noah working on this for 100 years, years—like, do we truly understand that? And that's one thing, too, to help put in a more of a perspective of just time Adam died only 50 years before Noah was born. The time, the earth was so populated just because of the length of life at that time. And just Noah being 500 years old, the time people were, it says, um, if you want to look with me, at to uh, Luke seventeen, uh, Luke uh, Luke seventeen twenty six, and this is just uh, this is talking about the coming of the kingdom. Uh, But it says, uh, just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. They were eating and drinking and marrying and being given in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. This, they were just living life. They were partying it up. They had no cares, no concerns there was this Noah man who was a pious religious man building an ark, (laughs) a so-called flood that was coming. How he must have been ridiculed, like year after year. Oh, you're working on it another year, O Noah. But he took God at his word and built an ark. The building of an ark far inland just seems absurd to his neighbors. But in the event, his faith was vindicated and their unbelief was condemned. Noah had a faith that, pro- that produces action. If you want to look back at uh, Hebrews 11 now. It says, uh, by this he condemned the world so how how did he condemn them he condemned them through his good example through how he lived his faith was vindic- vindicated and their unbelief was their condemnation god sent that judgment um we can see examples of this condemnation. If you want to look at, uh, real briefly, uh, Romans 2, 27. Then if you also want to look at uh, Romans 8, 3. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do, by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Condemned through a good example there's you see instances of this also in the old testament too in Jeremiah 3 it talks about how Israel through Israel through its character condemned Judah as treacherous and then you also have an example in uh, Ezekiel 16 where it's uh, speaking of Jerusalem and it compares Samaria And Judah, Jerusalem, pardon me. So now if you want to turn back to uh, Hebrews 11. And we'll look at the last part. And became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. This righteousness, um, which was also talked about in, of Abel, like a righteousness divine in its character and origin. It's imputed. It, isn't, it, it is not of anything that he did. But it is God's grace in his life. Um, as we were the call to worship. Um, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God not a result of works so that no one can boast. If you guys want to turn back to uh, Romans real quick in Romans 8:14 and I'll read till verse 17. We are heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. Now just looking at the character of Noah, Noah, as it says in uh, Genesis 6, Noah was a righteous man, blameless in his generation. He walked with God. This is, this is what he trusted in when, through those years, those years he was building the ark. He stood alone. There was only eight people that went on the ark with him. Him, his wife, his three sons, and their wives. Uh, John talked about last week, like Methuselah died just before the ark. Uh, Noah's father died in the flood. He wasn't, a man of God. He wasn't just looking at this. Um, Galatians two sixteen says, "Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus, in order to be justified by faith in Christ, and not by works of the law, because by works of the law no one will be justified." Who are we truly trusting in in these times of turmoil? Another section talking about um, Paul. If you want to turn to Philippians 3, just looking more at this righteousness that what was Noah trusting in In amongst these years? Uh, Philippians 3, 7 through 9. says, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith. We just see this hall of faith. um, As studying through this, the leadership team really named this well, this series, Same Old Faith. What are we trusting in now? Are we, are we willing to stand alone in the midst of persecution? Would we take God out of his word, do what he's commanded? He's commanded us many things. How often do we fail at that, knowing that it is by grace that we have been saved? And that is how Noah was saved, from judgment. We know what scripture commands of us. What are we going to do with that? So that's, that's what I want to leave you guys with. What are you going to be a man and woman? I know I've failed so many times. To think of 100 years of working on this ark, what, what are you going to remember about Noah? The flood? What, why the flood? Because of the, the twisted generation. But what set Noah apart? How, why did he find favor in your guys? In God's sight. And just as a way, I'd I'd encourage you guys to go read Genesis 7 through 10, I believe. Look at Noah. Look at what, what they went through, what they did, how God was faithful through it all, through the flood, how he brought them. He made a covenant with them. Um, just reminded of the rainbow. It is God's sign that he will not destroy all of mankind by flood. So what will you be remembered for? Are we going to be men and women of God? Who we can say, for by grace we have been saved through faith, and this is not our own doing, it is a gift of God not a result of works, so that no one can boast. So I just want to close in prayer, and, and then Tanner's going to come up. So, dearly Father, Lord, we thank you for this evening and for all that you've done for us, Lord, for your grace and your mercy. Lord, we deserve your condemnation. Lord, we deserve death. Lord, we thank you that it is not a righteousness of our own, but it is comes from God. Lord, Lord that we can trust in you. Lord, and I pray, Lord, for each man and woman here, Lord, that that would be their heart's desire, Lord, to pursue you, to see the grace and mercy that you bestow. Lord, Lord and I pray. Lord, that we would be salt and light, Lord, that we would stand knowing that what you say will come to pass, Lord, and that we will live our life in accordance with what you command us, Lord. And we praise and thank you for all that you do, Lord, and dearly Father. Amen.